0: The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of... The Maxima Matters, I am your host with the most, the man with the plan of he can't do it, no one else can, Mexican, coming to you live from the hilltop in Columbus, Ohio, ready to dish out another episode of Awesomeness. And this week, we're going to elaborate a little bit more on personal injury and just explain what most of you should already know, the simple rules of Driving and how your choices impact what exactly your personal injury claim will allow for you to recuperate as damages. Now, for those of you who don't know, there is no personal injury firm in the country. That would argue or do. Simply property damage. The adjusters. Regardless of what car accident. Facts. Are. And how the accident occurred. Whatever vehicle you were driving. There is an algorithm. In the program. That outputs what the worth is. Of the car. At the time of the accident. Based on. What it looks like. What the parts are how well you maintain the vehicle as well as any additional upgrades and the mileage of said vehicle so this leads me to point number one property damage if your vehicle has any sort of rust on it i don't care how useful the vehicle is I don't care if it's a 1980s, 1970s Ford pickup that you can still tow half the world in. If it is remotely rusty, it loses value. Also, if your vehicle is over a decade old, chances are the parts for said vehicle are no longer being made. Yeah, so that impacts it too. Now, speaking of property damage. When you get in a car accident, if by any grace of God, you're okay. They will always look at the can damage to the vehicle and correlate it to your injuries. There needs to be a mechanism of injury that can be explained as to why hitting the car led to your injuries for example everybody's got a different deductible depending on what your plan is if your deductible is 500 or a thousand doesn't matter when you go fix a car you are paying for the parts that are used to fix the car as well as the labor, plus taxes. In that situation, like I've had clients who that amount barely surpasses 500 bucks. I have one right now. It's $552. That means that once you take out the portion that's attributed to taxes, once you take out the portion that's attributed to the manual labor that it took to fix the car, that means that fixing your vehicle was worth less than 500 bucks, which is less than the lowest deductible you could have on any insurance policy. Which means that you were a victim of a love tap. There is no way in blue hell you can be that hurt. Now, of course, if you call the cops and you speak no English... They will more than likely call you an ambulance because they have no idea what you're saying. And the ambulance, the EMS, emergency medical services, we will take you, they will take you to the hospital. Because guess what? They don't get paid unless they transport somebody from the scene of the crime or the scene of the accident to the hospital. Let me reference you, if you have HBO Max, go check out John Oliver, last night, last week of John Oliver, and the most recent episode he had this past Sunday, August 1st. He actually covers the EMS system in the US, and the issues with it. I'm not going to repeat what he said, you can go do some research, be a smart kid, go read up on it. They charge per transport. Back in the day, I didn't know this. See, when I was in a car accident in 2008, I was like, why did these motherfuckers take me to the hospital? Forced me to go. I never paid that bill. Because I'm like, I didn't ask you to take me. Oh, but no, they don't get paid unless they transport someone. So yeah, they forcefully took me from 315 and 270 to Riverside Methodist Hospital. That charge was about $1,200 because they will charge you for the mileage and it's not like they take you to the closest hospital there is there. They will take you to the most convenient hospital and also the one that they partner with. Another fun fact. But anyways, back to property damage. If your property damage is less than your deductible, You better not be calling anyone for personal injury. You are more than likely fine. If you're not fine, then that means you were not sitting in the car. You were either standing outside the car, half in, half out, moving about the car, a.k.a. you not wearing your seatbelt, and that's what led to your mechanism of injury. Now, speaking of property damage... If the car is totaled, AKA it's going to cost more than 80% of its value to fix it, no ifs, buts about it, it will be totaled. You can still choose to keep your car, but then you will have to get a salvage title. You have that right, for those of you who don't know. You will not have to toll out your vehicle, but then again, you got to let everybody else know that you're driving a totaled vehicle. Similarly... If you end up getting hit by someone you should always again most people don't know your insurance or every single insurance company has a duty first and foremost to protect their insured what does that mean that means that your insurance company regardless of whether you have fault or not will help you fix your car as long as you pay your deductible. If you cannot afford your deductible, you shouldn't be driving. If you don't have a license or your license is suspended, you shouldn't be driving. Unless you have driving privileges that you got through the court. I've been there. And you better keep track of where you're going so you don't get in trouble. If you can't afford your deductible, then you shouldn't be paying for car insurance, which means you shouldn't have a vehicle. You need to get to work, take the fucking bus. But also, know that you are on a bus. You are, I don't know, say you take an Uber or say you carpool. You better make sure that if you're doing these sort of activities, your choices as to the coverages that you have for your vehicle, match what you're into. Case in point if you can barely afford your deductible, maybe you shouldn't have a thousand dollar deductible. Even though that may save you your monthly payment, it's easier to pay 500 bucks than it's a thousand now, isn't it? Also, if you're gonna go with liability only, you better be a goddamn good driver or have a shitty ass car and not let anybody else drive that vehicle some states defer here in Ohio for example $25,000, 50000 the lowest limits for liability only but that also means that if ye- if you are the one that causes the accident they're not going to fix your car Don't fix the other person's car, not your car. They also don't have uninsured motorists. More than likely, there won't be that much medical payments coverage on your vehicle. So, that is a shitty way to go, especially if you get hit by somebody who doesn't have insurance. Happens all the time. Do you think I literally say this every week? Give my man, Remo a call. Yes. Because it would behoove you. The person you speak to after an accident could be the nicest person in the fucking world. But more than likely, he could be driving his sister's car. He could be driving a brand new car that he just purchased. When you purchase a brand new car, you have a certain amount of time to put it on the policy. Otherwise, you're driving uninsured. It varies. Could be 14 days, could be 30 you should call your car insurance and figure it out. You can't just drive forever. Oh, I forgot. I'll eventually get to it. Yeah, boom. Accident happens. Fuck. Now, last thing I'm going to say about property damage. If it's easier to replace the entire part than to fix the one you have, they'll replace the entire part. But it has to be worthwhile. Now, property damage doesn't mean that they automatically give you brand new parts and the best vehicle you have. Ooh la la. No, that is not what that means. You are only entitled to receive the equivalent of what you had Prior to the accident, you're not just going to magically get brand new parts because you're in a car accident. On top of that, if your vehicle already had other issues and you get in a car accident and then the issues just happens to randomly manifest itself after the accident, does not mean that the accident actually caused it. For example, if you have shitty tires, getting in a car accident magically make your tires better. If you have a leak anywhere in the vehicle, them fixing the car, they're not going to fix the leak because the leak was already there. Now, property damage also means that you better make sure you have full collision coverage. What is the difference? Full coverage only refers to full collision coverage. Which means that whether you're the jack wagon to hit someone else or they hit you, they will fix your car. Now, you will have rental coverage as long as it matches what you pay for. They're not just going to magically give you a limo or magically give you a Mercedes-Benz when you drive a fucking Honda. Your insurance coverage will match what you have on your policy. Same thing on the other end. If they hit you and you need a car, they're only gonna give you something standard that will basically take you from point A to point B. If you're a fat ass and you drive a pickup truck, they don't have to give you another pickup truck. They can give you whatever's available Oh, I'm sorry, you're too fat to fit in the car? That sounds like a personal problem. Do I make myself clear? Now, let's move on to getting in your vehicle and getting on the road. If you live in a state that has very shitty winters... And you drive without four-wheel drive and without snow tires, you're more likely to get into accidents. Yes. FYI, exiting your vehicle or getting off the bus and falling on ice, not personal injury. If you ride the bus and during winter, a lot of people come, go on and off the bus and there's an accumulation of water or Precipitation and you slip. One, it's open and obvious because it's fucking snowing or raining outside. B, it is not the bus. The bus's responsibility because they're not the one creating the water. It is the people bringing it onto the bus. Now, let us move on to actually driving. Your vehicle. Oh, yes. Speed limits are there for a reason. Now, I'm not saying don't drive fast because I drive fast all the fucking time. What I'm saying is when you hit someone and you literally cause their airbags to the boy, and the officer arrives on the scene and he says, How fast were you going? and you know the speed limit is 35, but you fucking demolish their vehicle. Don't be an idiot and say... Oh, I think I was going 20. Yeah. If you were going 20 miles an hour... A, you would have probably stopped... And avoided the impact. B, you would have not caused the airbags to deploy. The officer is not a fucking moron. And if he is... He will write it down... Oh, they said they were going 20 on 35. But then when the adjuster shows up... To assess the damages... Well, car appears to be totaled, Airbags deployed, there's no way you're going 20 miles an hour. You were clearly speeding and it's okay. Just admit it. Now, if you get in an accident and you were speeding, you contributed to the impact, yes. Because the faster you're going, the faster you're going to hit someone. It's called comparative negligence. Even going five miles over the speed limit might not get you a ticket. Might not get you a fine and you have to go to court. Oh, but it would definitely get you a percentage of blame when you can't stop in time and and there's an accident. Just be mindful of that. Now, let's talk about some basic fundamental rules, traffic laws that you got to follow. Because people don't do these things. And it baffles me. But before we do. Before we get into that. Let's remind everybody of our sponsors of course. My my man Ramo. Give American National a call. Use promo code MEXI. Save on your bundling. And your umbrella policy. Yes. Bundle. Home, auto, life. Everything I just said. Get it. American National. Proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. As is hand and stone massage hand and stone massage go anywhere use promo code MEXI save on your first massage or your membership there's one in Black Lake Dublin, Hilliard New Albany Polaris and that's just here in Columbus go anywhere in the country use promo code MEXI save and relax Hand and massage, proud sponsor of the Mixing My Matters podcast. As a Super Studios 253, join now, join Team Super, have her coach you to be the best version you can be. Join Team Super and just have fun. Super Studios 253, use promo code MEXI and save on your first class. Super Studios 253, a proud sponsor of the Mixing My Matters podcast. As is the Green Tender. Go to a greentender.com. Right now, get your coconut milk on save use your promo code mexi save on your first cleanse two three five a day it doesn't matter mexi did a five a day cleanse very useful use promo code mexi and save on your first one the green tender proud sponsor to make it Some matters podcast now moving on to rules laws traffic traffic violations that you don't even know are violations because you're too much of a moron to pay attention in drivers ed. Did you know that the proper way to merge? Let's say you're in one lane, and the lane to your right is also going the same direction as you go as the lane you're in, but that lane ends. You can still enter that lane, yes you're supposed to fill up both lanes and as it comes time to merge once the sign says merge now you're supposed to go one then the other one then the other one then the other to avoid traffic and creating extra traffic oh no all over columbus people know that that lane ends so they'll stick to this one even though it doesn't merge for another mile Get your asses in the other lane and go all the way down the lane and then merge. Speaking of merging, if you are on an on-ramp and you're about to merge onto the freeway, number one, there's a yield sign always there. Yield means you have to yield to the traffic on the freeway. You can't just assume, oh yeah, he's coming on the slow lane. He's got to let me on. No, he does not. But then again, you Joe Schmo that are in the slow lane, you can't just hit him. Yes, unlike popular belief, you can't just hit people with your cars. Now, if you're on the on-ramp, you're supposed to let them go by if they're not going to let you on. That's why it's called YIELD. You merge as long as they let you merge. And if you're in a slow lane, most of the time you move over one lane to let the people on. That's how it's supposed to be, yes. Now, traffic lights you're always supposed to be a defensive driver and you're always supposed to pay attention now yellow lights means you should slow down it's about to turn red now you can decide to speed up and run the yellow light that's completely up to you but if you're going to do so you better be aware that nobody else involved in the intersection is not just going to magically go Case in point, let's say you're running the, the yellow light or red light or whatever have you. And the person at the other side of the intersection, they're going to turn right onto your street, you know, right in front of you. They're going to assume you're going to stop because it's yellow and they'll go. You should be able to see them and they should be able to also see you and anticipate, oh, he's going too fast to stop. Again, comparative negligence. Just because they're not stopping doesn't mean, oh yeah, let me turn here and have them hit me. (laughs) Oh, that person looks like he's running the red light. Let me just go because I have green. No, you can tell if somebody's going to run the red light and even though it's green, you should probably not enter the intersection unless you want to lose your life or lose your fucking car. Same thing. If you're going to run a red light, You better be damn well Sure that nobody else is going to enter that intersection That you're running Because regardless of whether it's failure to yield And you're at fault uh, You're still partially negligent Because you entered an intersection Where you clearly saw Somebody was about to run the red light Now Speaking of running red lights Same thing applies for stop signs Also, if you are on a street that has a middle turn lane, you know those yellow lanes that have one hour going one way, one hour going the other, that are usually used to turn left? Those are not skipping lanes. Those are not, oh yeah, it's an extra lane that you use to go around someone. No, because if you do and then get hit, you're at fault because you're a moron. Similarly, if you're stuck in traffic and you're about to turn left and you see, you know, eventually your lane opens up for left turn lane, just because you know it opens up doesn't mean you can cross the double yellow and go all the way around. No, you're still supposed to wait until you get to the portion of the road that opens up to that extra lane. You will be found partially responsible I just had one that happened downtown oh good on high sure shit There's a left turn lane that opens up eventually oh yeah let me just go around traffic and go down the road you don't know if the car in front of you is going to turn left too oh somebody was parking and accidentally sideswiped the car yeah you're partially at fault I actually thought it was going to be 50-50 turns out I'm so good it was 70-30 But that's still 30% of the blame on you, the moron, who decided to go and cross the double yellow. You have to be mindful of your surroundings. Otherwise, what the fuck is the point of driving? If you can't see shit, you shouldn't be driving. If you can't hear shit, you shouldn't be driving. Pretty standard procedure. A police officer, or a fire truck, or an ambulance, if the sirens are on, unfortunately, yes, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Now, fire trucks and EMSs, as I've said before, they can—they will honk when entering an intersection. Police officers, eh, hit or miss. They're supposed to honk. But if they have the sirens on, and you hit them, or they hit you, Sovereign immunity That applies for any vehicle that belongs To the city where you live in Or the government They will make you use any other means Before paying anything out That is just the way it goes Maybe you should be paying attention If you hear sirens on the fucking road Now, hopefully, this episode was educational for you schmoes that think that just these things just magically happen. Or that, oh no, I'm immune to any one of these possibilities. No, 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 no. And if you live in a neighborhood that doesn't have a dotted middle line to separate both both sides of traffic, both lanes and your street allows cars to be parked on the street, you have to be even more careful. Because if there's cars parked on both sides, you cannot fit two vehicles on top of the two parked vehicles. My neighborhood is like that. So yeah, you have to yield. You can't just be driving fast willy-nilly. Anywho, I hope that was educational. That is all we have time for this week. As always, all the episodes are on SoundCloud and iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Hit us up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube. You know the deal. And as always, remember people, where there's a Mexican, there's a way. Until next time. Be safe out there and drive the way you're supposed to. Until next time.